Welcome, everybody, to Integrate Yourself. I'm your host, Allison Pillow, and you can find me at finallythrivingbook.com and pureenergypdx.com. I'm a dynamic fitness trainer and energy coach specializing in rapid, permanent change through corrective exercise, metabolic nutrition, and energetic alignment. I help my clients feel strong, confident, and calm in their bodies for life-changing results with practical, proven energy skills, including mindfulness, reflection, and deep affirmations. Today, you are in for a special treat. We have Roseanne Grace back on the show. She is my good friend, and she is amazing. We always talk about the best stuff in our shows together. Today, we're talking about false idols, uh, learning how to discern between false idols and authenticity. How do you discern between that energetically between people who are just bringing you around as we describe in the show today in circles with no way out to really come back to yourself and and you know as opposed to the people who take you and guide you on a true path and we talk about the reasons that people do uh, one thing as opposed to the others. It can be more than one reason. It can be something that people are conscious of, and it can be something that people are very conscious of. So it's a real interesting show. This is an idea that here, her, uh, <laughs> this is an idea that Roseanne and I have talked about quite often. So I thought it was great to bring up in the show because it seems to be an issue that people are dealing with more and more as social media has gotten so huge and we're really relying on it so much more than we used to. Um, it's it's great to also be able to discern between the false idols and influencers within that community, and uh, so that you can really come back home to yourself and listen to your true authentic self. A good teacher will teach you how to do that. We also bring up the concept of divinity scarcity and how this prevents many of us from experiencing our own unique connection to to the divine. So many times we're asked to go outside of ourselves, or we're, we think we're supposed to go outside of ourselves to externally connect with source when we all have that ability within ourselves. And we talk about how you can do that in this episode today. Finally, we discuss the current shift in timelines and what that means going forward as a collective and on an individual basis too. This is an interesting time and we talk about all the things as it relates to current events that we're going through energetically right now. So more about Roseanne, if you haven't listened to the other episodes that Roseanne was on on Integrate Yourself, Roseanne is a metaphysical intuitive coach. She specializes in getting to the root coach in getting to the root cause of her client's mental, emotional, and spiritual in- interruptions, as she calls it, com- uh, comprised narratives and disruptive programs in order to be cleared. So these old stories that keep going in the background. She is the conduit introducing elevated states of awareness that activates a client's connection to their higher self, inner child, divine intelligence, and their true source consciousness. 
Roseanne is committed to facilitating the deepest, easiest, and most graceful healing and integration possible. So great show today. Hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I wanted to let you all know uh, that my book is out. If you didn't know, Finally Thriving, Your Guide to Empowered Wellness is available everywhere now. It's available on Amazon. I'm going to be doing some book signings and a book tour very soon. Uh, If you'd like me to come out to your city and do a book signing there uh, at a local bookstore or even Barnes and Noble or some any really anywhere. I'll do it anywhere. I'll do it at a yoga studio. Um, I really want to connect with more people on this. Um, I'm seeing many, many people uh, come to some awesome conclusions in their life and some different ways of perceiving their life that's really healing them. And um, I'm really happy to see that my book can be a catalyst for that. So um, in my opinion, you know, empowered wellness and thriving uh, is really linked to connecting with all those aspects of ourself, the mind, aligning your mind, connecting with your body, and learning how to listen to your spirit. These are the three foundational principles that I uh, go by and I share with you in my book to help you embody empowered wellness and really start to thrive in your life on such a deep level that it's really unstoppable. So um, if you want to pick out pick up my book. If you want to pick it up, go to amazon.com. You can also go to my website, finallythrivingbook.com. Pick up your copy there. And I'm going to be releasing a companion program for the book. It's going to be an online group coaching program where you'll get live coaching with me every week. You'll also get a one-on-one session with me as well as a course that helps you integrate everything that I talk about in my book, I, I pull, pull out the most important aspects of it that I feel like people could integrate right away to create a practice of wellness that they absolutely love. Um, we're going to go through that on a weekly basis. There's going to be guest speakers. It's going to be super fun. It's a 12-week course and coaching program, and that will begin June 7th, okay? So if you want to get in on that early and get a bit of a price break on that, contact me. Um, I'll leave a link here on the show notes where you can set up a free consultation with me and we can talk all about it. I'll give you all the details and we can get you signed up. Okay, so with that, uh, I want to introduce you to Roseanne Grace. She is amazing, and I think you're going to learn so much in this episode. So without further ado, Roseanne Grace, everybody. Enjoy. Today, I have my dear friend, Roseanne Grace, on the show. She's back for probably about the fourth or fifth time. I haven't been counting, but uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about some really good stuff right today. Uh, some, you know, as it relates to what's going on in the world, uh, energetics, uh, really, I have some really interesting topics in mind to talk to Roseanne about nice. today. So... Uh, let's get started. I, 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 you know, you do some, I want to just say that I really love your, um, I call them, I guess I I call them energy updates that you give Uh on, on Instagram and you just have, every time you share 
what you do, it's always, it always resonates with me. Cause I'm like, yeah. And it helps me read the energy of, of what's going on externally, because that's really what we're, uh, what we are being guided to do more. So of these days, I feel is to yeah. not really pay attention so much to what you're seeing, uh, in front of you, but more what you're feeling, what the energy feels like. And so that's what the practice I've been taking on and, and with your guidance as well, you've helped me so much with that. And so today, um, the topic, uh, some of the topics I really wanted to touch upon that have been coming up are about false idols, which is a big deal in this day and age with all the influence that's happening and the confusion, uh, because, and I wanted to help people also differentiate between uh, somebody who's a, a more authentic, and it's not saying that someone's a bad person necessarily. Um, in my opinion, it's a false idol is someone who is not fully integrated in with what they're, what they're teaching Correct. people or telling people. And um, so I think it, it's really important for people to feel into that, to fully take responsibility for their energy and mm-hmm. how they are showing up in the world and how uh, they would like to show up. So um, that and, and so much more we can talk about as well as it relates to that and what's going on currently and how people can uh, begin to create a relationship with their energy self in this day nice. and age. Cause it's coming, Absolutely. coming up oh, it's yeah. really important to do and, and things. I mean, I feel like we we've talked about this before and realities are changing. So, <clears throat> so quickly, so fast, <laughs> so fast. I mean, from minute to minute, I, I got back from Portland on this trip I went to in California and I came back and it was like, I was in a different reality. Mm-hmm. so many things changed and I'm like, wow, I just jumped to a different timeline. timeline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm starting to notice these things, even like little things like, you know, just storefronts or different colors on things and things look different. Like I didn't notice that before, you know? And so, yeah. um, when you really start to notice those differences, you can tell when, when your frequency changes, when you're jumping to that next timeline and, uh, it gives you, to me, it gives me a uh, more, I guess, comfort and support around the the fact that I don't really have to look back to the past so much, and I don't need to look to the future so much either. It can be more of a feeling of getting comfortable with the now and how uh, you know what frequency I am uh, expressing in that moment. So uh, I think that's what we'll also talk about today is how people can do that, but. Yes. Let's, uh, let's start though with, um, with the false idol idea, because you and I've talked about that before. And the reason I think it's so important is, uh, because, you know, ultimately we have to learn how to listen to ourselves and listen to our own inner guidance and connect with that. And one thing that has come up recently is divinity scarcity. And you and I've talked about that as well, how, you're always externalizing your, your, um, connection to source from to other people. And Mm -hmm. so you look up to them as an idol or like, they know more than you do because they're connected and you're not. Mm -hmm. And that's just simply not true. We all have the ability to connect. It's just a a matter of becoming aware of it. So, Mm -hmm. um, can you share your, uh, insight on false idols and what that, what that looks like for people, how they can identify that in their lives and Definitely. 
Yes, absolutely. And by the way, Allison did not give me no script or nothing that we always, you know, freestyle these podcasts, which I love. It's a lot more fun and a lot more entertaining. And it allows for that channel to come through and whatever is in the highest and greatest good to be to be presented. And um, yes, we have talked about this before and, and it is twofold. So we will talk about both um, the ability to to connect with those nuances of energy and what is of the light, what is false light, what is distorted, or as Allison said, like unintegrated, like some people sharing this information, maybe their intention is good. And even the information is, you know, maybe of quality or it is of the light and yet they're not integrated themselves. So there, it will come through a filter or a layer of, you know, woundedness or righteousness or arrogance or, you know, the limited self, I call it, not the master self. Your master self is your higher self, your highest aspects, your divine self, or your divinity, your source aspects. And so first, let's get into like defining what false idol is. And you're absolutely right. From the limited self, most, you know, we've all been born and bred, recycled and reincarnated countless times into limited forms, not just human forms I share with my clients. Limited self could be, um, let's see, one of my clients was a little sea turtle and was hatched on this, on, you know, the shore and never got to live because it got poached right away. So that would be even that echo from that lifetime is a limited aspect. And so the work that I do is to clear and to heal or to transmute any of those limited imprints or echoes. So we, as you know, in our humanness can experience our mastery. Cause like Allison mentioned, the masters that we did experience, we idolized or we worship, but we never thought in our lowly humanness, oh, that could be me too. And yes, it is all us. You all have, we all have these gifts. We all have these abilities, but it is a false program that we've been <clears throat> operating off of for so many lifetimes that it just becomes um, our default setting, I say, or like our autopilot. And we just defer to that. And so it is a practice, you know, in order to be able to discern, is this um, of the light that I'm receiving, or is this message coming through in, you know, the highest frequency, you do have to do the work first so that it goes hand in hand. And um, being able to trust those aspects of yourself to the point, and I remember for myself, getting to that place where I didn't trust myself at all, I gave my trust away to you know, anyone and everything. And then fully integrating those divine aspects where is like, I only trust myself and I check on everything. It's like, is this of the light? Is this not of the light? Is this in my highest and greatest good? Is this in the highest and greatest good of all? And operating from that place, you are stepping into your mastery. And so to, and again, alongside that comes your discernment naturally. It's like, you just pick up on the energy and Allison and I've talked about this before the nuances of energy where you, you may not be able to tangibly see it, but you can feel it. You can feel it when you walk into a room and you're like, mm, some funky happened here. Or you can feel it when you meet someone for the first time, you're like mm, getting shady vibes or I'm getting really beautiful vibes from them. It's not something you can tangibly articulate and yet feeling into it. That's why you have a physical body to feel it. And yet we're part of limited self is also been programmed to not feel things. I don't want to feel that, or I don't want to know, or I don't want to see in the multidimensional and the energies that are coming in 
are contributing to the activation of those those alternate gifts or those extrasensory perceptions. And so embrace that. And if you want to experience more of that, then connect with your inner child, do some of the deeper healing to have master self aspects come in more gracefully. And, and, and they're all there. They're all ready for you. And your frequency dictates um, that allowance. But if you're operating at the limited self, you cannot be in your master self at the same time. I tell my clients it's one or the other. And so that's, again, our discernment. And so going into the false idols, um, like I said, especially on social media, you'll see it where people will share or want to be influencers or want to have that. And they'll even package the light you know, or be marketing the light. And yet the intention behind it isn't pure. It's not clean. Like Allison knows this about me. I don't promote what I do. It's like (laughs) those people that show up are meant to see me or find me. And so my, I say my divine self is behind the scenes. She's the one making it happen. The limited self is the one that's like, I got to go out there. I got to get more followers. I got to get more likes or whatever it is. And that's not pure. That's not a pure intention. doesn't mean like Allison said, doesn't mean they're negative people that they're bad. We'll get into that in a moment because there <laughs> is some dark disguised as light and yes. they are clear about their intention and they will that. Okay. Let's not jump there yet. So the, <laughs> cause there is that factor too. And that's where your discernment is key. And that's what comes yeah. in. Otherwise it is that wolf in sheep's clothing and you can be fooled. We've all been tricked many times. And so, right. Um, but again, it's also part of the design to refine you. Like source has said to me, you know, you can't sharpen your tools. You have nothing to sharpen them on. So it's like, we'll bring you the opposite of the light and it may be dressed up as light to see, are you going to be discerning? So Mm, testing, testing it out a little. Yeah. 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 It's like, I knew, I knew what it was like to be tricked and I've tricked myself many times so I could have the awareness of, <laughs> right. oh, this is what alignment feels like, or this was what truth feels like, or this is what congruency feels like. So those that are maybe unintentional, it's like, well, I want to, I want to share the light and um, they're posting things or reposting things. Um, if their intention isn't clear, then it is going to come through that filter of um, distortion in some way. And so one of the things I tell my clients, if you're, if you're kind of new to this and you're, you know, drawn to this video, listen, watch the video without sound and just tune into the energy, just practice that. That's an easy example. So you can start feeling into what is it? What is the energy behind the words? Because there's always a story behind the story. So it's easy to get tricked by the words or you know, the beautiful outfit or the garb or the, you know, whatever it is, the packaging. And yet the, the true substance behind it, that's the intention is that intention pure. And I'm not sure if we've gone over this, Alice, I think we might've in one of your episodes, um, there's light workers that came from the light and they're just dedicated to the light. Like it's real hard for you to come in as a light worker and get thrown off that path. Yes. A lot of light workers, we get caught up in you know, trying to numb out because it's too much as an empath to feel those things. And so um, we do hit those bumpy roads. And yet our path is, you know, really always guiding us towards light. Then you have those souls that come in, I call it just for self, like, I'm here for the ride, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I want to enjoy my human experience. And that's not, it's not negative. It's not dark. And yet um, they could go into 
just, you know, self-serving. I want to be a successful entrepreneur or I want to experience this, that, or the other. That's fine. That's the human experience. Um, And I know a lot of those souls that serve the light. And so they can still be light workers by that, you know, by that avenue, or they can go into like, I'm so self-serving that I'm now serving, you know, just for greed or control or consumption that will veer them into the dark. So then that leaves the dark path. The dark path is like, I was born in the dark, hell or high water. I don't give a crap what comes my way. Like that's my intention. And I, it's very rare, but I have seen those that were born into the dark really work to get into the light. And it's a much, it's a much more challenging path. I will say in my experience of those souls, it's not impossible, but it mm-hmm. has to do with intention and consistency, just like all of us, intention and consistency and belief is key. So going into those that are the dark disguised as the light, that's a whole nother category. That is, um, that is for their own gain, but it's also, like I said, you can be of self and it's like, well, I just want to make a lot of money or I just want to have my name up in lights. And so I'll share whatever to get that. Doesn't matter if it's about, you know, real estate or if it's about light working. So that's that category. The other category where it's the dark using the light as a, as more trickery that is to bring you into their energy so they can Mm. feed off of your energy too. And it's a, it's a control dynamic, but they are using the light for trickery. And we've talked about that too. Yeah. The energy. And I've noticed with people like that, that you, it's almost like this, it's a circle they bring you into this loop that just keeps going. And the energy feels like this, like there's no way out. You have to keep coming back to them. Yeah. For answers. It's not truly healing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're, you're not really given like the skills to do it on your own. Yeah. Yeah. True. Totally. I don't expect to see my clients forever. It's like, I'm, I'm reminding you, like, I'm not above you. I'm at the same, I'm right here with you. I went through all of it. I just am giving you, quicker tools to integrate it to achieve your mastery faster. So you don't have to spend the years that I did. And that's my job. That's what, that's why I'm still here. And yet I was like, you got all the tools. You don't have to, you want to call me to check in. That's great. But, and there is, there's always more refinement. I say, because once you get into your source self, it's basically embodying source for the rest of your days. It's just a finer and finer attunement to that. Um, but yes, like it could be uh, sexual energy. It could be um, monetary. It could be, it's still, everything is energy. So it's that cultivation of your energy or your time or your belief or whatever. And they're feeding off of that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of like a, a loop. Like you said, you're not, you're not free of that. And I'm seeing a lot more clients um, becoming more and more discerning in their awakening. And they're like, I just had a client earlier today and she's like, I signed up for this course and it could be in coursework. It could be in healing work. It could be in anything, any dynamic. And she's like, I was drawn to the work and I signed up and immediately felt like the person behind this is not, is not clean energy or is Mm -hmm. not of the highest and greatest good. And they were right. They figured it out, but that was their discernment. And that's exactly why their master self allowed them. So your master self, again, I say is behind all of your initiations. Your higher self is bringing that awareness to you. But how can you be that aware if you don't have a distinction of that awareness? So they brought my client this 
individual teaching this course that wasn't of the highest and greatest good. And they figured it out. And I said, that's where your discernment comes in. It's like, not all teachings are, are of the light and not all teachings are negative. And so that's your discernment. It's like, Oh, I like that piece or that piece is relevant or that piece is uh, valuable. I don't need to hold on or participate with the rest. And that was part of her refinement of her mastery. Self-care is finally a cultural phenomenon. The hashtag self-care has appeared on social media millions of times. So why aren't we applying it to our health and wellness? Instead, we beat ourselves up for not finding time to exercise, or we work out so hard that we suffer from joint and back pain. We struggle with diet, stress, and insomnia. That kind of health and wellness just isn't relaxing. It isn't joyful, and it definitely doesn't feel like self-care. Finally, Thriving invites wellness into your life in a whole new way, bringing genuine self-care to your health and wellness routine. Learn how true self-care actually helps your body regenerate. Discover quick, simple exercises that build strength and flexibility powerfully but gently with hidden treasures along the way. Journal prompts, breathing exercises, relaxing meditations, and more. Merge your physical, mental, and spiritual wellness into one with Finally Thriving and embrace a self-care wellness routine that will nourish every aspect of your life. If you want to pick up a copy of my book, Finally Thriving, head over to the link in my show notes. You can get it on Amazon. You can pick it up uh, as well on e- as an ebook or audiobook. It's available there too. And if you want to dive deeper with me, you can head over to my wait list link and join the wait list for the Finally Thriving program where we dive deeper into these aspects and learn more about ourselves. It's a three-month course and coaching program and you get coaching from me every week. If you're ready to finally thrive, you can pick up a copy of my book or listen on audiobook and this is gonna take you through all the things, all the steps that I've brought my clients through and myself over 20 years of coaching, holistic health, wellness, and holistic healing. This is wisdom that will last you a lifetime. So follow the link on my show notes to pick up your copy of Finally Thriving so you can finally thrive. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, because some people can have a big following that are doing this, right? Yeah. There are, there are quite a few that have a big <laughs> following, and it's just like, and they're just like, what? It, and if you again, if you take, you know, take your human back a couple steps, and you just look at what is it that they're really selling? What are they hawking? Some hack mm. now or some supplement or some something, but it's disguised for health and wellness or it's disguised. And you know, cause you're in this world, there's a lot of um, garbage out there that's just packaged real pretty. Yes. Or marketed really well because there's a lot of money behind it. And it's like, or it's not even theirs. Like there's, there's teachers and gurus. And I'm like, that's not even their information. Like they've recycled <laughs> that from this company or from this institute or from this teaching and they just had more money to package it and so now people are paying them thousands of dollars and it's like there's you know not saying it's not 
still serving the highest and greatest good because there is a little bit of that because it's still bringing a bigger population to that awareness and yet it's still not the higher levels of integration or the higher higher levels of mastery they're still going to keep going to that person like allison said over and over again coughing up tons of money when all you have to do is be with yourself and really tune in mm-hmm. really get you know and practice silence I, you know, I still to this day promote people getting into a float tank because in a float tank, you're just, all the distractions are gone. You can really hear yourself. You can hear the parts that are still chattering. You can hear the parts that are still playing the loops and the what ifs or shoulda, coulda, wouldas. And then you also hear the higher parts that are like, this is what we're showing you. This is what we're guiding you to. But when we're constantly distracted, we can't hear those parts. So how could we possibly discern, which is why people get so shook left and right. And I went through a period of that many years ago where I was like, I can't listen to anything. I didn't care if it was of the light. I didn't care if it was mainstream, none of it. I was so revolted with everything that because I didn't know what was true. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was living in Laguna at the time and I went down to the beach and I was just like huffing and puffing, like just so disgruntled with everything. And still, again, I had the concept, like it's all an illusion. It's all outside. And yet I had it fully integrated inside. So I was still like resisting everything out there when it was in here and I needed to look. So I just plopped myself in the sand. I was like, fine. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> like, what is real? What is true? Like, what is it? And um, they said, it's you. Mm, and I heard beautiful. it loud and clear. And it was like, and I saw this big, like huge, like, like old, like castle wood door. and it had like this big latch in front of it, like representing my resistance. And the door just squeaked open like a little screen door. Like it's never been locked. It's never been, we make it way harder than it needs to be. That barrier is all you, that resistance is all you. So I say resistance and attachment, they're two sides of the same coin, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the limited self. I gotta resist this, you know, I can't handle what they're doing or what they're saying or I'm so attached, I can't be alone, or I can't live without this. It's like, both are the very, very deeply inbred into the limited self. Your master self, she limitless. She does, <laughs> she's not attached to nothing. She doesn't need identification. I say she's such a freaking master. She doesn't even need others to know she's a master. That's mastery. <laughs> like she's not attached to she anything. She just shows she's, up. She just she's shows already, up. Yeah, it's already yeah. there, but it's tuning into that where most people, again, if you're still operating the limited self, that version of mastery, it's like, well, that's, that's for the, the exalted ones or the holier than thou ones. That's not me. And it's like, no, it is all us. This is, this is what we're really here to achieve is that embodiment of our, our divinity and our, um, and also our neutrality because source is neutral. Source mm-hmm. is like death is beautiful. Life is beautiful. Tragedy is perfect. So is bliss. Like it's an experience, but to get to that awareness we have to go through these initiations. It's just too much to jump to that, that perspective or that awareness when you're still struggling and battling within parts of yourself. Yeah. That, I love that so much. And that's what I've experienced too. And uh, yeah, you just get to a point where it's not conditional anymore. Anything that you experience, right. It's just yeah. all, it's all like wonderful. Um what, can you explain to everyone what, and I know what initiation means, but can you just go into that a little sure. bit more? Yeah. 
sure, sure. I know it's like speaking another language. And this is why yeah. I only work with light workers because I'm like, it is. Um, initiations would be like milestones in your spiritual growth. And it's really not so much growing because if you understand that you already are that spiritual divine being having these human experiences, then it's more the shedding. The initiation mm. would be more the shedding of the limited self and more shedding of those attachments or programs or resistance or division. Because again, source is pure love. It's pure consciousness. It's like, everything's perfect. Everything's neutral. The limited self is like, I don't like this. That's wrong. That's negative. That's bad. That's what we've been raised in countless times to, you know, to discern, not even to discern, to label good, bad, right, or wrong. And source is like, no, it's all perfect. So we go through the initiations or um, the integration is, an, uh, is another way of putting it too, of actively choosing our mastery, our divinity versus actively participating with the limited self. Mm. So when we go in, when we experience resistance or attachment, boom, you're back in the limited self. That's mm. part of the illusion and it owns you and you will continue to cycle through it and perpetuate it. So you're actually keeping that illusion alive, like you're feeding it or fueling it versus your master self keeps that perspective above the illusion, beyond the illusion where it's like, I see everything playing out and yet I don't have to participate with that. So do we see that already today? Absolutely. Yeah. Like I had a client that was like, I've had the best year ever. And I have clients that are like, this is the worst. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, well, what's the difference? It's yeah. like, good. It's yeah. Good point. Exactly. Like, which, Cause like we were talking about different timelines in, I feel like we should explain that too. Timelines are also like, it's almost like being another, you know, higher dimensions or higher frequencies. And back in the day in I was naive. I didn't know what timelines were. I was like, oh, I'm just waiting for those higher timelines to show up. Like, come on, let's go. And source was like, no, all timelines exist for Sam. Like your frequency matches you to that timeline. So do, you know, do Alan, Allison and I have different timelines than most of the world? Yes. Or, you know, was the past two years amazing? Yes. yes. Like I had... <laughs> beautiful experiences, amazing mm -hmm. experience, very synchronistic experiences. And so that's mm -hmm. another um, way to receive feedback. Like, is this easy and effortless and graceful? Then yes, you are, whole, you are maintaining that frequency and you are, you are directly experiencing those higher timelines because they have to sync up with you. You, yes. you are the creator, so you're dictating it. But if it's like, you know, infinite timelines playing out concurrently, which it is, then I ask my clients, which one do you choose to participate with? Because the lower timelines are just as available as the higher timelines. Yes. It's not like, oh, I'm waiting for it. No, you are the one that dictates the timeline, Absolutely. your frequency. Yeah. It's the choice. You know, it's like those books that you would read when you're little, um, where you could choose the direction you want to go in, in the book, right? Yes. Uh, but it also comes down to belief too. So it's oh, not right. just choice. Like I tell my clients, if you don't consciously believe it and, um, and feel that that is a possibility or true for you, then it's just going to be a fantasy and it's not going to, it's not going to stick. It's not going to manifest. 
Right. Yeah. That's a good point. That's really like good. If, point. if you're like, Oh, but yes, I, you know, I'm going to keep my vibration high. And yet there's a little part of your limited self. That's like, Ooh, what if shit falls apart? Like that yeah. is the subconscious. And that is actually going to dictate the timeline, not up here. That's why law of attraction that, you know, that works doesn't always work yet, all yeah, the way <laughs> it exactly there's consequences to that because <laughs> most of us and, and myself included I did you know I did all that stuff back in the day I'd have things manifest but there was still that limited part in the in my subconscious that was like oh I please I hope this happens and so yes mm-hmm. I knew the law yeah. of attraction worked and it would it would manifest but then um there'd be consequences because that little fear aspect of me was still running the show until I integrated that and healed that part. Then it's like, I don't even have to manifest. Like it's just taken care of for me. Right. It's like, yeah, of course, this is what, you know, her human wants to experience, you know, living here or traveling here or doing this or, or that. And so I don't have to make it happen anymore. And that also goes into like the divine feminine and masculine, like we were talking about the divine masculine is you know, a healthy leader, the divine feminine is, is also the beautiful receiver. Like Mm -hmm. she's like the, if you imagine like the queen on the throne, she's not out there hunting and gathering. Like she's like, yes, thank you. This or better, but we're not taught how to be receivers. We're taught how to be hunters, fighters, warriors. And it's like that paradigm's dying. That's the shadow side of the masculine. That's not the healthy integrated side. And so I'm seeing that across the board with male and female clients, like really stepping into their divine feminine and that union so we can receive and also lead in a very healthy and graceful effortless way yeah yes yes a lot of the old patterning is fading away and uh and whether you really believe what we you and I are talking about or not it's it's definitely I think everybody can agree that everything's changing, you know, the, the energy is yeah. changing big time. And so my, my take on it is just to step into it and, and enjoy it because it, Absolutely. I feel like it's really, we're getting, we're evolving to a place that we just didn't have access to before. And uh, I'm so excited about uh, sharpening my skills in this area, you know, and just like, uh, yes. just really being open. It's really, it really doesn't even come down to that. It's more so um, just being aligned and receiving a clear channel for this energy, really, when it comes down, has it come down to it. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, there's, so it's just, it's really an incredible time. Uh, and mm-hmm it's a matter of like, it's, it's, it's so funny because people, they, you know, in the past had noticed people were really funny about talking about this stuff and, and they call it woo woo and all that. And I'm just like, you know what though, it's, it's a real thing. This is real. And we might totally. as well just, you know, look at it like that. And I love it. I'm seeing more and more people becoming open to it and, and the energies that are coming in again, there's always an exchange. So Yes. I mean, and if you want science, you could go to, you know, what is it? Um, spaceweather.com. Like it's oh, a right. science, ba- yeah, it's a science-based website and it's showing you the energies coming into our field, into our planet. Well, we're part of that, you know, yes. you're going to receive it. And so even like with my own family, it's like, what's going on? I'm, you know, I'm experiencing this and, and they know, <laughs> they kind of know what I do, but they don't, you know, they're not totally into it and that's fine. And yet they're even 
more receptive and more open and, um, right. and I'll give them tools or techniques, you know, to help harmonize the energies. I'm not going to give them the whole backstory of what's going on. That's too overwhelming for most people. And yet energy is energy. And it's like, you know, you don't have to be in a spiritualist to, you know, know when the energy feels off or when your energy yeah. feels off or somebody else's energy feels off and, um, or your pet's energy. I mean, it's all, it's all feedback. And, and so I was, I was uh, pleasantly surprised that they reached out and asked, you know, what was going on and asked my advice on how to, how to manage it. And, um, and it worked, it worked great. And so they utilized yeah. it and it was, so it's like, yeah, there, there's more, it is becoming more mainstream and the energies are not going to stop. So they're just going to keep coming in. And so I say, you can either get knocked over by it or you can integrate it. And like you said that you're the, I think you just said like the transistor or the receiver. And that's true. That is the physical We're we're anchoring those energies here and embodying it. That's why we have this, this whole circuitry, this whole physiology is to, um, is to integrate and adapt. We're very adaptable beings and yet but we're primarily adapting to what's going on in here, what we're telling ourselves, yes. the programs that are running on, you know, loops over and over again, or are you pr programming with the light? Are you programming with the higher consciousness? Are you still running off of those old broken records? And so I am seeing um, more and more people um, allowing, like you said, allow it, lean into it. It's not always comfortable. I say the density of the body is the densest part of our consciousness because everything is consciousness. So it's not just the physical body. Everything around you is consciousness, but you have subtle bodies, energy bodies, multidimensional bodies, all of those. And they can integrate energy, obviously, much easier than the physical. So the physical may need more rest. It may feel more achy or itchy or tickly or zappy. Like I've gotten all of that in the past couple of weeks. Yes. I'm like, okay, got it. But it's also um, working on a, on a deeper level to integrate so you are the vessel that can hold more of those energies. So you don't get thrown off balance. It's kind of like building um, your strength and preparing you for like what Alan, Allison was saying, like that bigger energy shift. So we're getting mm -hmm. all, these, all these rapid energy shifts to be able to integrate a bigger ener energy shift that's coming. And we already see you know, on the human stage or the global stage, the, the distinctions of those that are living in harmony or at least more harmoniously with themselves or with their environment and those that are still operating out of old programs or fear paradigms and all of that. And that will become more and more distinct. Some will shift and some will maintain the status quo and that's fine too. But this is available to everybody. This is, you know, this is consciousness. This is beyond our humanness. This is we're all consciousness. Right. There's nothing that's not consciousness. And that is the ultimate truth. We're playing this role as human or Allison and Roseanne this time around. We've played many roles many times. And <laughs> and it's it's getting to that fundamental truth that it's all consciousness. So there is no separation. There is no good, bad, right, or wrong. And being willing to let go of those old stories that have been with us for lifetimes so we can truly experience our pure conscious states. Mm, yes, yes. What do you see? Um, what's your take on uh, 
what we're experiencing, you just did, you just did a post on Instagram, uh, talking about this, but what, what is, would you like to share what you're feeling coming up for people right now? What they, what it energetically, uh, is to be focused on or to shift for people? Yes. Thank you. And, and I was kind of alluding to that when I was talking mm-hmm. about the timeline shifting. And so again, um, what I've received for the past, um, since last year, this April 10th to 12th conjunction, it's a Jupiter Neptune conjunction. I'm not real proficient in astrology and yet I'll receive the information and then it'll usually follow with, you know, some, some conjunction or some equinox or something going on, um, such as this case. And so when I asked source about it, they said, um, the veil will be lifting, but it'll also feel like the floor is dropping for some. Mm. And that is the timelines that we've already chosen. The timelines that we're currently participating with. Again, if you're still operating out of that fear and that resistance or that attachment, it may feel a little more desperate. It may feel a little more heightened. I'm going to say most likely yes. And then, <laughs> so I asked, well, what about those of us that don't operate out of those fear programs? So, and source said, that energy is going to feel like elation or elevation, freedom and glory. Like it is a whole, a whole new um, opening. And I said, well, what's going to be, can I share that? Yes. Okay. What's <laughs> just checking. <laughs> so I never know. I'm like, is that too much? Is that too much? I love it. <laughs> You've seen that me. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I asked, so what will be the, um, kind of like the catalyst for that at that time to create, you know, those, those responses or, or those, um, those distinctions and source said, I asked, is it going to be more global? Is it going to be more earth event, cosmic event? Is it going to be, you know? my clients and I have been receiving like UFO stuff. I'm like, is it more UFOs? Is it uh, disclosure? And they said a uh, little bit of everything. Wow. And we're already seeing that with the, yeah. you know, like the, like the solar flares and the coronal mass ejections. Like I just heard um, that there was two major earthquakes in Australia and the South Pacific, I think this morning. So oh, again, wow. everything is being affected by this energy, but it's, there's always an exchange, as Source said. So those energies coming in are because we're we're raising our collective frequency. And so it's like, we're also calling it in. So it's yeah. not like, oh, just something happening to us. It's like, no, we are actively participating with this because it's time and that's why we're here. Yeah, we're here I, to end those those karmic cycles and those loops and the the time wheel and all of that. It's like, we we went so far off base into the suffering, into the density of the 3D that- um, we forgot, we forgot our divinity. And so, like right. you said, that's that divinity scarcity. It's like that, you know, if there is, and we're so jaded too, as humans, like if there is something, why would they have let that happen? It's like, this is part of the dismantling or the dissolving of the limited self. And we do it with ease and grace. I say, it's not like we just, you know, we're shaming those parts of ourselves. That's, you know, that's all we knew. That's how we survived. That was mm-hmm. necessary for our identification or for our validation or for just our, our functionality as, as humans on this planet. And yet 
this is this is the new human. This is the evolved human. This is the divine human. And that's why they called it the golden age. It's like we're we're stepping out of the density and taking those those layers and those programs off. And again, we are part of the illusion. We are in it. It's in us. So how do you how do you um, you know dismantle what you see around you on the global stage? Well, you have to start here. It has to always be within. Yeah. Because then it actually it doesn't show up. It's like those things don't show up in my world. Does it show up in other people's worlds? Yes, there's almost 8 billion illusions playing out on this planet. So yeah, you better believe that those are, those illusions are, or those, you know, perspectives are creating those illusions for their reality to play out. Does it make it wrong? Does it make it bad? Does it make it any less valuable? It's just they're that version of source playing that version. And my version plays a completely different version. Yeah. And it's, it's so true. There, there can be so many different realities. There are so many different realities just playing out at once. And like you said, it's, that can be easily demonstrated by just talking to people, having completely different experiences of the same thing. We can find that in a family, you know, like two siblings have completely different experiences of their, their family life together. A hundred percent. Yeah. I remember, I remember that with my own family and my siblings and we argued like, (laughs) No, that didn't happen. Yes, it did. No, it did it. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's through the lens of the of the one perceiving that creates the reality. When they say you are the creator of your reality, like it's not a joke. It's it's right. it's real. It's like half empty, half full. It's like yeah, my cup's always abundant. What do you mean? Like I don't even see. I don't even see that. But I used to. You better believe it. And that's the only reason I can teach what I teach now is because. I had to go through every one of those lessons. I had to go through every one of those compromises and I had to learn the consequences of what maintaining that illusion was. And it sucks. And until you know a better way, you just think that's the only way and you continue. And so we're here sharing whatever bits you may receive today to let you know you can, there is a better way and that it's so much easier and so much more graceful and so much more fun, but it requires the perspective to shift your perception has to shift in order for you to experience that not the other way around and we're taught the other way we're like oh yeah show me first and then i'll believe it it's like no yes right (laughs) totally that's totally the limited self versus the master self it's like you just trust and i'll show you and that's it and i'm like okay show me wow there we go and sure enough things i didn't even have to ask for alice and just show up This is so, yeah, it's funny because I used to think that way too. And yeah, because we've been trained to think that way. And uh, you you, you get into such a mode of proving and defending. And then you're like, and then you hear, you know, like going back to something you said about uh, like a spirit, you hear a spiritual teaching, like, you know, you are creating your reality, your perception creates your reality. Well, if you just hold that as a thought and you don't integrate it or experience it, you'll never really know how it works. Totally. You, you got to test it out. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, it's so funny when I, when I wrote the book, it was um, I've been getting amazing feedback because I'm, you know, the way I'm perceiving it is just I'm giving it as a gift to people. This is a gift that I've created and I'm giving it to you yeah. unconditionally. It's just really out of love. I got a little bit of feedback from one. It was a really good review. It was like some company that reviews books or something. It was, I just thought this was hilarious that they put something on there. Like, well, 
this this isn't going to uh, sway skeptics, but I'm just thinking to myself, I'm not trying to sway skeptics. Totally. <laughs> And that's like, what at what I mean, point like, did I say that? Exactly. This is given your own experience, like, what does that have to do with anything? It's hilarious. Like, but that's you wanna... the limited lens. That, yeah, you know, that they would even say that. Yeah. Well, it, and and I think what came to me was like, if because and this is a whole thing about the book, and like, I think moving forward, because I've noticed in myself in the past, and like talking to other people that we're just so afraid to share our gifts because we think we have to prove and defend our gifts. And, you know, you don't have to provide all of the research to back up what you're, what you're sharing. Like people can go do that on their own. If they're really curious about it, like that's their responsibility. I'm just giving you my experience of things and sharing that and you do with it what you'd like. So it's like, if we can start to just just think, okay, you know, if you want it, you know, if you're the type of person that loves doing that and loves providing research, then go do that. Cause we do need those people too. But it's like, where do you fit? What, what would you like to be doing is really what it comes down to. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. I totally agree with that because, um, and you and I have talked about this, like when you first started transitioning your podcast into bringing in more of, you know, the spiritual or the intuitive and stuff. And and I can share this knowing Allison personally and, and reading her book, like that information is mostly channeled and the intention was like a gift. Like I'm just, this is part of my offering and this is what I'm doing. So there is no intention. Like we're talking about those that use the light for their own intent or self-serving. It's like, no, this was just part of like, we call it our medicine. Like my medicine is my medicine and this is yeah. how I deliver it. And this is you know, whoever's guided to work with me or whoever's guided to read the book, those are the ones that are meant to receive it. And we're not here trying to sell something. We're not here trying to um, persuade you or enroll you. And I see that too. Like I went to, I was invited to this meditation thing and, and (laughs) usually I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm already, I'm already checking in every day. So, but I was something said to go and I was like, ah, oh, this is kind of boring. What is this? But it was about, the, it was the speaker speaking of enlightenment. And I realized that um, it was like recruiting because oh. I've gotten like multiple calls. Like, do you want to join? And I'm like, ah, oh, I see like it. a cult. So get, it's just, <laughs> it's more like, more like you need us like to be enlightened. Oh. And I was like, yeah. no, 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 don't fall for this people. <laughs> like, no, you haven't. And again, if there's a group that really speaks of that, I'm not saying that they don't, and it is helping at a certain level, but you don't necessarily need that. Right. Like go within and those parts of you that doubt or question or fear or resist, those are the parts that need your love and attention first and foremost, before you even participating in that stuff, mm-hmm. because you will get sideswiped, you will get compromised, you will get, you know, false leaders or gurus or whoever. And it's like, yeah, I even had, I even had a client years ago in a hypnosis session and they had been following this guru for, for a number of years. And they came to me wondering, like, is this still in the highest and greatest good? Like I'm cleaning their house and I'm tending to their garden. She's like, and my house is a mess. Like, and I could hear a source behind, like, I hear on this side, I could hear source like laughing already. And I was like, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just going to take her into hypnosis and let's see what happens. And I'll let source say it. And, and source in the session said through my client, uh, 
if that's the vessel or the vehicle that you can hear us through, that's fine. Yeah. Please remember, he's still a man. He's still a human. He's still uh-huh. got his right. stuff. And if you choose to connect, you can connect in any way you choose. But remember, conscious source consciousness is in everything. You could talk to a rock. You could talk yeah. to the air. You could talk to a tree. Right. Like, again, right. it's all available. There's nothing. You don't have to go to somebody or through something. And yet this, there are beautiful teachers. And like I said, the work right. I do is just reminding. It's more bringing the client into the remembrance that they are their, their own divine selves. Like there's nothing outside of them that they don't know. And I give them the tools. So it's like, no, you're only checking in with you. We have plenty of guides and guardians and, you know, other energies we can tap into. And yet I was like, no, this is so your human can you showcase into your human, just how masterful you are. And yeah. so it's all available to you. It's just, again, it's your willingness. It's your belief and it's your consistency. Yeah. Sometimes people need stepping stones to get there. Right. And so, yeah. It, yeah and, and also I've noticed too, it's really interesting. We, I, I used when I was na- more naive about this stuff, I, I used to think that all these, like, if you're a guru or if you're a teacher, a big teacher like that, you have done your work. And a lot of times <laughs> I've found <laughs> that's not the case. Like a lot of it's interestingly enough, when I started doing uh, more of the inner child work with you, which is like, as, as you've described in the past, it's a representation of your subconscious, um, our inner children. And many of these people um, that are in these positions haven't actually connected with their inner child. Yeah. And so if, if you're, you're learning from somebody who hasn't done that kind of work yet, then you are probably um, going to, you're going to not be steered in that direction. And ultimately yeah. that is the way they're going to show you the way. Absolutely. Your inner child is the way I say they've known the way they are the way follow them, let them lead until they bring your master self in. But you're absolutely right. And I and I fell for the same thing again, when we're naive, and you know, we don't know, we don't know. And I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna go I saw this guru, this teacher, this, you know, trainer, whoever, and I was like, huh, and I just saw ego. Yeah. you know, or they would hit on me or what, cause they yeah. could, they could read my energy. So they had gifts. It wasn't that they were void of gifts. They weren't faking that part, but like Allison said, it all comes down to integration. I mean, that's why her podcast is called integrate yourself. Like there's <laughs> the reason because it, otherwise it's just beautiful mm-hmm. theories or you're yes. just regurgitating something. And, and I see that there's plenty of people and, and I've had clients in the past that, um, they just want to bypass that part. And I just want to get into the good stuff. I just want to get into my power and my gifts. It's like, they are, they are the foundation of that. Mm-hmm. That's like, no, like, do you think that you're going to have integrity with those gifts? If you haven't liberated those parts? Right. No, because there's going to be, and we've seen that in teachers and gurus and stuff. There's a lot of ego. Um, there's, um, a lot of righteousness or arrogance because that part hasn't been healed yet. So there's still the proving and defending. There's still the better than less than it's like, no, your master self is again, beyond all of that. They don't need to compete and compare anymore. Right. They're not attached. Yeah. So that's, those are distinctions. Those are very clear distinctions. Again, as you're growing stronger in your own mastery, being discerning in 
what you're listening to, who you're listening to, what you're following, and checking in with your inner child. And anybody can do this. Like at the very mm-hmm. beginning, I would just see my inner child before I knew how to channel and muscle test and all that stuff. I would just picture her and I'd get a solid yes or I'd get a no. And and if you can't visualize yet, feel into your body. That's why you have a yeah. body. Yeah. Does it feel icky in your body? Like, I'm just going to make this as remedial as possible. Does it feel icky or does it feel good? Do you feel tight and constricted or do you feel light and expansive? Let your, because your body can't lie just like your inner child can't lie or your master self or divine self. So that's why um, I direct my clients to start there because that yeah. starts strengthening the channel and then your natural gifts become more prominent to your clairaudience, your clairvoyance, your clairsentience. But there is that part of the ego and it's still, you know, it can show up in the spiritual ego too. It's like, well, I want, I want this. And I've seen clients hijacked hardcore because they didn't want to do the work. Right. And if they had maintained working with me, they would know, <laughs> but they were like, nope, I want to do it this way. I'm like, you'll learn the consequences. Yeah. And a good example of that is plant medicine. Yeah. I get a lot of that, you People know, like to buy hijacked and then they call me to remove things from them. Yeah. Entities. Right. Yeah. So so that's what I've been seeing a lot lately of uh, a lot of light workers that are younger who are going straight to the plant medicine, which it's really exciting. And it's, it's, it's very opening yet. They haven't, they're not really building the skill of clearing or doing, or doing the, the deeper inner work, like you're saying sometimes. And, um, and just thinking the plant medicine is going to take care of it, you know, and yeah, the integration, the and again, it's all yeah. comes down to that word integration, 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 because I, I love plant medicine. I think yeah. it's beautiful and it's amazing gift. And yet you're right. The real work is the integration work. That's the ride. That's the big reveal, but it's mm-hmm. like, well, what do I do with this now? And most people yeah. don't know what to do with this. Or like you said, there's other elements that show up in that space. It could be a dark entity or attachment or something else that they have no idea has been now attached to them. And they're having these other experiences that aren't serving them in the highest and greatest good. And, and yet even some of those people, and I don't, you know, these aren't necessarily clients of mine, but referrals. And I'm like, yes, you know, I can help you clear that. I can teach you how to clear it, blah, blah, blah. And if there's too much of a density on them, the density will take over and be like, oh no, I'm afraid of Roseanne or I can't talk to Roseanne because they yeah. will actually interrupt. So yeah, if people knew how much energy was around them at all times and that it's really actually um, not that hard to master the energy around you. It's not. But again, if yeah. you don't know, if you don't know what you're doing and you don't, and you don't believe in yourself, I say belief, intent, presence, and empowerment. If one of those are missing, then you're not going to be as an effective coach, practitioner, clearer, you know, whatever channel. Yeah. That's, that's for all any modality really. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful to hear. Yeah. I've, I've noticed that too with people and it's, um, I just, yeah, I think it's the missing it's, it's so funny how we want to make it so complex all the time. And, I know. and you know, <laughs> it's just of, like, it, I, it needs to be way harder than it needs to be. And it's the answers like right here. Like sometimes like it's your one. It, I had my five-year-old speak out to me first and, and she was, and it was amazing. She really woke me up to 
like what was going on and, and got me to listen. And I was like, wow, like you are so powerful. I, I'm, I bow to you because you're amazing. And I, I remember the feeling of being that age and just being so uninhibited and somewhere along the line, you know, I, I shut it down. Yeah. And I think it's so powerful for people to, you know, depending, I know there's pain for people, for some people in their childhood and and it's, and it's sometimes it's hard to feel that pain. And at the same time, we also have parts of our childhood that where we felt pure joy and, and we really um, could connect to those parts and feel that again, it's that innocence that we lost when we were younger and we can always get back. We can always reconnect with that childhood innocence where you're curious and you're just doing things out of joy and, and, and play and all of that, you know? And that's when things really fall in alignment. I see for my clients and, and when they started falling in alignment for me and, and I say your inner child will hold your gifts hostage or hold that peace or that happiness until they get liberated. And so that is always a beautiful place to begin. And, and just like Allison said, like that reverence, you know, bowing to her and, and yes, we all had some kind of trauma or um, interruption or event throughout our childhoods. And what I love about the inner child, and that's what's different about the inner child work that I do, because the inner child taught me how to do this work, <laughs> not a teacher, not <laughs> yeah, somebody else. Yeah, yours is unique. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like, I don't need to revisit the trauma. Like we already lived that. We're not going back there. Right. Like, we're, we're actually completely rewriting these stories. And, and yet the limited self will be like, well, who am I without my story? So in, mm-hmm. so I'm, I already start teaching my clients, like, do you choose your inner child? Because the limited self, like I said, a much longer program. It's been playing for lifetimes. So it's like, start here, choose them first. Then it's much easier to integrate and choose that place of mastery or that embodiment of your master self. But we can't jump the gun. We can't spiritually bypass them. It has to, it has to be them first because otherwise they'll rear their heads and, and create some drama and some (laughs) implosion to get your attention. And, And again, we don't, we don't need to be hit on the head. We don't oh. need to be interrupted so massively anymore unless, and unless you do like I did. And so again, it, you know, all results end up in the same arena eventually. And yet it can be so much more graceful. And so actively participating with them and listening to them and letting them lead the way because they are the way they are your intuition. They know what they need and they know what they want, but being mindful, they don't need you to revisit or think or dwell upon the trauma. All you have to do is say, I apologize for allowing you to carry that burden far too long. Mm-hmm. I got you. Like I'm here now. Like they are so, like you said, we make it way harder than we need to. They taught me how simple they are. They taught me how simple this work could really be, yeah. but it has to be authentic. You have to authentically connect with them. You're not trying to outthink them. You're trying to connect energetically emotionally, authentically, and vulnerably. So they can feel that your words or your feelings are true and they're, and they liberate like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then they'll introduce your master self and those higher speaking aspects. Of, speaking of kids, hold on just one second. My kid just came in the door. Oh no, he's going around. Okay. <laughs> he's not a kid anymore, but no, he's um, huge. Yeah. He's, 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 he's bulking and big now. Um, yeah. Okay. So, oh my God, thank you so much, Roseanne. This has been incredible and incredible conversation. Always. Uh, I always love talking you. to you and, and having you as a guest on my show. Um, you, please 
please share with everybody where they can find you, how they can book a session with you, what you're offering and all of that. Sure. Um, you can go to my website at roseannegrace.com. Um, I do not share unless the divine guides me to share, I say. So, but the best place to receive those <laughs> sharings or offerings would be on Instagram. That's just the most convenient for me. And so that's at roseanne.grace. So instagram.com slash roseanne.grace. Um, I do offer inner child work, um, light worker activations and clearings. If you are experiencing some funky interference, that's more that calling. Um, soul activation hypnosis, which is, again, I work with light workers that are already on this path because activation hypnosis is different than like healing hypnosis. It is more integrative. Um, it's multidimensional, but it's also bringing more congruency or optimization, I say, with your higher aspects into this now. And any, you know, any relevant lessons or themes or guidance from your source self comes through those sessions. And it's always, I always ask for the highest and greatest good to be served. So whatever is supposed to come through, sometimes initiations happened in that session and their right. clients are already moving into the next stage of awareness. Um, and I also have an evolution package, which combines all of that. And so I usually do not recommend starting with a hypnosis session, the soul activation yeah. hypnosis. You want to, <laughs> you want to get any healing and clearing done first. So always yeah. start with an inner child, please. Um, it's always a recommended. And again, your inner child allows you more access, but if you're like, nope, don't want to talk to them. They could, I have literally seen them block a client from doing a hypnosis session. Like not going to give you nothing. They just be wow. blank. Oh yeah. So they're very powerful. Very, very powerful. What would you, um, so Rhett, you're recommending, yes, that's a good recommendation to do the hypnosis after you've done the inner clearing and the inner work, because yes. it can be, I've done hypnosis with you before and it, it, can, it can be very much an out-of-body experience. It was literally <laughs> out-of-body experience. And um, yeah, it's so valuable uh, to integrate those other lifetimes into the lifetime you're currently in so that you're not playing out those patterns still that are totally. not serving you. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, so much yeah. comes through through these sessions. And again, your inner child or your master self or your divine aspects are the ones truly leading the session. It's not me. I'm just, I literally just channel whatever yeah. needs to come through for that. And so it's pretty, it's pretty simple. Um, once you get their languaging down, it's, yeah. it's beautiful and it's much more graceful. Like I had to learn the hard way to teach the easy <laughs> way. I said, had to learn source. Yeah. That you needed to know what disgrace was so you could learn grace. I'm like, mm, thanks. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why it's my name. It's on my yes. birth certificate. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's been beautiful. And so, yeah, I'm excited for these upcoming energies and these bigger shifts. Like, you know, some of us have been feeling like we're in a holding pattern waiting and source did say, that is to get more people on board because there is going to be such an energetic shift that it's going to be harder to, to choose after that point. So oh, there's a reason for everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So around in April, you were saying for that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and you are i don't know if you want to mention that you're offering a certification as well but um i know you're oh, inviting yes. people to that but yes yeah. so um i have my current training group to become an ascension practitioner so i'm training clients i was guided this year to train clients to do the work that i do and um so the first training was in february so that group goes through three separate trainings um, through June. So the next offering would be in July. So the end of July, um, I believe it's the last week of July. Yes. And those um, dates for the rest of the year for the whole next training series under training on my website at rosannegrace.com for to become an Ascension practitioner. Which so, I'll be yes. there. Yeah, yes, you can see, meet Allison in person, meet myself <laughs> in person. They are held here live in Sedona. If you are unavailable to travel or be in person, I do have inter international clients and clients out of the area that were able to live stream via oh, Zoom cool. during the session. So it was totally fine. Comes with yeah. workbooks, tutorials, everything, scripts, all of it. So Amazing. it's exciting. Yay. Ah, well, thanks again, Roseanne. <laughs> Thank you, sweetheart. My pleasure yeah. always. I love being with you. I love Thank you, you too. All right.